Bienvenidos a su programa Espejos de Aztlán. Esta tarde estamos con un panel de huéspedes y vamos a hablar del censo. Sí, hey you. Y hoy en Espejos, today on Espejos de Aztlán, we'll talk about uh, cuéntame o count. Count me in, and this is in Espejos de Aztlán today. We'll talk about why do we need to be counted? Why New Mexico counts in the 2020 census? And with today's participants, I want to welcome Robert Radigan, New Mexico State Demographer, Head of the Population Research Unit at the University of New Mexico's Geospatial and Population Studies and New Mexico's Liaison to the U.S. Census Bureau. Welcome, Robert. Thank you for having me. May I call you Robert? Uh, <laughs> and uh, also with us, Oriana Sandoval, CEO of the Center for Civic Policy, a member of the New Mexico's Complete Count Commission. Hola, buenas noches. Thanks for having me. Gracias, Oriana, por venir. And uh, also another uh, guest that we have had another time ago, Amber Wallen, Deputy Director for New Mexico Voices for Children. Thank you so much for coming, Amber. Great to be here. Thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. And uh, actually, I have so many questions to ask you. And I'll be like your listener, actually, instead of being your host. Let's go to something very, very practical. I want to be counted. Okay, I really want and especially this will be my first time be counted in New Mexico. Um, do I do I have to do something? How is uh, how is the practical thing? Sure. Well, uh, beginning around March 12th, every household in New Mexico will receive a census or an invitation to respond to the census. And it's going to look a bit different for everybody depending on where they live. So for those of us that live in Albuquerque, we'll receive a postcard in the mail. For people who live in more remote rural parts of our state, they're going to get hand-delivered a packet from a census taker. Uh, some folks will receive a, a questionnaire just in English. Others will receive one in Spanish and English. No matter how the Census Bureau contacts you or what that looks like, everybody in New Mexico will have the, the opportunity to respond online, by phone, or by paper. And in fact, even if that invitation to respond never arrives, you can still go online and respond to the census. Oh, that's wonderful, because first time I thought I had this kind, of, I have many ghosts around this census, <laughs> so I want to, to have all those ghosts with names. <laughs> so one is, everything is online, is not. So uh, it's like somebody can even come to my house sometime to knock my my house. If, let's say, I am in an area in New Mexico where maybe Internet is so easy to to reach or maybe the band in my house is not the best, uh, how can people reach me? So like Robert mentioned, there are three ways that you can get counted. First is on the Internet. This is the first time that the government's using the Internet to complete the census. So if you have broadband access, feel free to complete the census via internet, also via phone and mail. So that's important. There are many ways that anyone across New Mexico in the cities and rural areas can complete the census. Starting in about May, enumerators will start knocking on doors. So we're urging everyone to self-respond. So please, once you get your postcard in the mail from the US Census, you'll have an identifying number for your household. So use one of those three methods, phone, email, I'm sorry, not email, phone, internet, or mail to respond. And don't wait for someone to come knocking yeah, on your I, door. I'm not going to wait, that's for sure. <laughs> so, but um, another thing I would like to share with you, like my concerns, I, I, I heard about this census 
everything looks like numbers. And why should I make all this work to feel a form of uh, being counted? Uh, what's the problem if I'm not counted? Um, does it affect my life? I think there's really three things to think about why it's important to fill out the <laughs> census form. And, you know, maybe the first one is power. So census, the census that happens every 10 years determines voting districts, everything from school board elections all the way up to our congressional seats. So it's really about uh, democratic representation and power. Another thing is that we really depend on it for knowledge. So at New Mexico Voices and our Kids Count program, you know, we're always talking about data and We really depend on the census for that. Educators, policymakers, the media, communicators, everybody needs that data. But maybe most importantly for listeners and, and the thing that's at the front of everybody's minds is that the census is really important for money. And so 7.8 billion, so that's billion with a B, uh, dollars flows into the state every year from federal programs that are dependent on the census count. So those are programs like Medicaid and Medicare, uh, supplemental nu nutrition assistance programs program or food stamps, education grants, Head Start grants, you know, everything from health and education, local economic development block grants, those are all dependent on the census. And so it's not just important to be represented and to have good data, but it's incredibly important for our economy and for our families' economic security that we all fill out our census forms. Let's say our listener, Jesse, there are three children at home. Why those children should be counted? Well, you know, I'd say that there's a couple of really important things to consider when you think about New Mexico kids and the census. And so the first is that there's a big challenge for counting New Mexico kids. Now, we know what we know about the census is that New Mexico overall has one of the highest rates of undercount in the entire nation. So that means we have some big challenges, and those um, come from being a big rural state, from having high populations that live in poverty, high populations of immigrants, uh, people who speak language, English as a second language, Native Americans living on reservations. So these all create challenges overall, but those are especially big for young children who have the highest undercount rate out of any age group in the country. So that's big challenges for New Mexico kids. Um, that's partly from high rates of poverty, partly from living in complicated living structures. We know we have high rates of uh, children in New Mexico live that are being raised by their grandparents, and that's a great thing. We take real pride in our strong, tight-knit, multi-generational families, but it's a challenge when it comes to the census. You know, the second thing that I'd say that's really important for young children in the census is that they also, not only are they kind of hardest to count, but they may also have the most to lose because if we see underfunding from all those federal programs that I mentioned, uh, those may hurt young children and children in New Mexico the worst because those are programs like school lunch programs and special education funding, children's health insurance program funding. These are programs that are so crucial for our children's health and well-being, for ensuring that they get off to a great start in life. And, and that's, what at, that's, that's what is at risk in Census 2020 and why it's especially important for families with children in the home to ensure that they are counted. New Mexico seems to be like a challenging state when it, it comes to count, <laughs> when it comes it comes that topic. Um, we have a, a wide uh, reach through our radio station to all rural areas. Um, let's talk to them and let's try to figure out what can it be, could it be their concerns. People who might not want to be counted or who might be concerned about what, are, what is this government coming to my house to do? 
okay? And uh, it's like, uh, I don't want them to know what I'm doing or what, I, what they want to ask me about. What would you tell to them? Well, the first thing I, I, I like to do is point people to the U.S. Constitution, right? It, it's, a, it's a relatively brief document. It doesn't instruct the federal government to do much, but the very first thing it does is says that uh, – or, or the very first mandate of the Constitution is to get a complete headcount every 10 years. So it is constitutionally mandated, and it is required by law that everybody residing here complete their census. Now, I fully appreciate the distrust that some people have of the federal government. And they understand why they might not want to fill out their census. but Particularly this time, maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, those concerns are not unfounded. But what I would tell people is that uh, federal law is, is crystal clear that everybody's individual census response is to be used for the purposes of statistical tabulation only. The Census Bureau legally cannot share anybody's individual census response with any other federal agency. This includes the CIA, the FBI, ICE. They will not be receiving any of these census responses. Uh, they can come knocking on the door of the Census Bureau, but the folks that I've worked with for many years now, I can assure you are not going to relinquish those results. They don't. Not that many people at the Census Bureau even have access to the individual census responses. So um, just the federal laws are, are very clear that uh, these answers are confidential, and I hope, you know, particularly from what Amber highlighted, there is a lot to be gained here in New Mexico. There's a lot for our state and for our individual communities uh, and for even for every household, every school benefits from an accurate count, every healthcare clinic, our road networks, uh, all these things benefit from a complete and accurate count. Yes, and you're highlighting a very, very real concern uh, with many communities across New Mexico is this historic distrust with government, particularly with our Native American communities and our Latino communities across the across the state. And what I'd like to ensure, or the message I'd like to share with folks is that our communities do count. We are part of New Mexico. We need to be counted in the census. Otherwise, our communities are going to be relegated to invisibility. And we are here. We count. We matter. And all of the resources that come along with the census are important to our families' well-being over the long term. And while New Mexico does face a lot of challenges because of the high rural nature of the state um, and many other challenges that come along with that, I'd also like to emphasize that I think New Mexico is doing an amazing job in collaborative work. And we have been over the past year or more with government agencies, with state agencies, county governments, nonprofit and civic engagement organizations have all been working very closely together to raise funds to make sure that our trusted community partners are the ones that are imparting this message to our hard to count communities to try to get to try to break through that fear. So when you have um, a member of, for example, like Somos Un Pueblo Unido in south southeastern New Mexico or Native American Voters Education Alliance up in the Four Corners area that are coming and knocking on your door, holding community events, those are trusted messengers that you can rely on to give you good information about this and um, and how to be counted. But again, our communities cannot be made invisible by not being counted. One thing I'd also like to add to that is, is for people who may be distrustful or simply not want to knock on the door from a federal employee is to complete their census at the first opportunity they have. Go ahead, go online, uh, complete it by paper, call the 1-800 number. Once you've done that, you will not receive a knock on the door. But by not responding, you're inviting that knock from a federal employee. Mm, okay. <laughs> and also for folks in rural communities particularly, 
Every single county in New Mexico has a complete count committee that's established. So their local government, their county government is working with trusted stakeholders on the ground um, to, to do a complete count. So there are resources available at the county level in every single county in New Mexico. That sounds a big effort. I can I can imagine that. <laughs> Barely I can imagine that. Let's listen to a song which actually is about it's a census song. And this is Lara Manzanares, one of our New Mexican treasures, musical treasures, and her experience by counting I think it's in two thousand tenth census. And uh, let's see what has she to tell to us. I can't wait anymore. My poor feet are aching, hey you, I can see you light on, I got something to write on, I guess I'll come back tomorrow, and the next day. <laughs> this is a wonderful song, isn't it? This is Lara Manzanares in Census Song from her last album, uh, Land Baby, and we are here today on Espejos de Slang with today's uh, topic with Cuéntame or count me in. Uh, this word in Spanish can also say, cuéntame, tell me your story. At the same time, count me in. And in Espejos de Estlán today with uh, Robert Radigan uh, from the New Mexico State Demographer, head of the Population Research Unit at the University of New Mexico's Geospatial and Population Studies and New Mexico's Liaison to the U.S. Census Bureau. Oriana Sandoval, CEO of the Center for Civic Policy, a member of New Mexico's Complete Count Commission, and Amber Wallen, Wallen, Deputy Director for New Mexico Voices for Children. And we're talking about this, why do we need to be counted? ¿Y por qué Nuevo México tiene que estar presente? And uh, we want to be counted, and there are many reasons. We were talking about... Uh, Uh, financial reasons, how are the programs need to be financed. Um, how about uh, telling a little bit more about there are these two sides, power and money. Let's talk about the power side. Uh, how is important to be counted related with the representational, representational side? You already said something, you touched the topic. Uh, how about uh, telling a little bit more about that? Sure. Well, I, the uh, we are not counted. We are not going to have uh, our voice. That's right. Uh, the reason that the census is enshrined in the Constitution is for congressional apportionment. So right now, New Mexico sends three delegates to Washington. In all likelihood, we're going to continue to send three through the next decade. But uh, it's important to consider that these this count will be used for the redistricting of state legislative districts for county commissions, for city councils, school districts, voting districts. All these things are redrawn the year after the census. So if there's any particular community or any particular demographic group that does not get fully counted in the census, then that group will not be adequately represented in uh, these political bodies. So it is for political representation, uh, an accurate count is key. And, and you know there are a lot of groups in New Mexico that have historically felt that they are invisible. We uh, Everybody recognizes recognizes the uh, Native American, the Hispanic, and the Caucasian history of New Mexico. But there are, far, there are many more groups than that. Uh, and and to, in order to be fully recognized and to get the attention that they deserve, this is our once-in-a-decade opportunity to get counted. So this is the moment to say estoy presente and uh, to actually uh, leave that side of uh, invisibility or ese invisible that we have in many places here in New Mexico. 
and especially children, I guess. <laughs> so um, the other um, ghost I would like to go back a little bit. Uh, we were talking about some concerns that our people might have. One is about the privacy, and when you went through the uh, through the organizations that they can't touch the the data that uh, this census is going to gather, you said, "I see." Mm-hmm. So um, this is the ghost for immigrants. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you tell a little bit more uh, an explanation about how they are not going to count? Uh, they're not going to, how they are not going to gather that data, especially when we have we might have a member in the family who might have any concerns regarding immigration? Sure. Well, I mean, it's as simple as there will not be a question on the census regarding citizenship status. That was proposed by the Trump administration uh, and the was fought through the courts and the Supreme Court ultimately decided that that question would not be included. So uh, it's a sim- the, the census will not be used for those purposes. That information is an ass. So there's no way it will be uh, there's no way it will be, it, be used by ICE or the FBI or anybody. Perfecto. And one thing I'd just like to point out, because we're kind of on the topic, is that it's what we what we're also happy to see, and what Oriana touched on earlier was that we have really seen an incredible effort in the state of New Mexico. So we know that there's challenges due to the, even the proposal of a citizenship question in New Mexico that came down from the feds. But what we've seen in our state is a pretty incredible bipartisan effort to ensure all New Mexicans are counted. And we've not only seen a bipartisan effort of Republicans and Democrats working together on this and to ensure that we have funding to do really great outreach, but we've seen a lot of different groups at the table. So on the state complete count committee, you have legislators, you have governor's staff, you have academic institutions, you have grassroots organizations like Somos Un Pueblo Unido, uh, you have nonprofits like New Mexico Voices for Children. So you're seeing an incredible effort of a lot of different groups working together to ensure that all New Mexico kids and families are counted. And so we just need to make sure that we look after our own in New Mexico. In New Mexico, that's everybody residing in the state, all children, all families, all communities. And anywhere you are in the state, you don't have to look far to see a group of people that are working to ensure that your voice is heard and that you're counted. Let's go back to uh, make a summary about practical things and um just one thing, a, a summary of the questions that this census will uh, include. Well, there'll be 10 questions. Uh, there's essentially only asking about five things from individuals. So this, for example, this question on your phone number, they don't, they don't want your phone number other than to clarify uh, an answer that's not clear if it's contradictory information. So really all they're asking for is uh, how many people live in the household, and they want to know the race, the ethnicity, the age and the sex of all those individuals, as well as their relationship to what they call the head of household. So there is some, so you could just call it adult one, but I understand we have living situations where people are roommates. It's not necessarily head of household. What's their relationship to, uh, to, to adult one on the census form? There is a history of confusion about race and ethnicity and what the differences are. I fully appreciate that. They're totally social constructs. Uh, but in the United States, what we're looking for as far as ethnicity is do you identify as Hispanic, Latino, or of Spanish? origin. That's your ethnicity question, yes or no. And then there's a question on your race, and there are uh, it, you can identify as white, black, uh, Asian, Pacific Islander, Native American, or any one of those categories that you identify with. This is self-identification and nothing more. 
And again, how uh, if um, I don't receive a card or I, I don't have internet in my house or is not, uh, maybe I don't know how to fill a form in internet, can uh, we uh, remind our listeners how will be the practical issue of how uh, they will be reached and if they are not reached, uh, if there is a phone number to call and um, practical things about that. Yes, yeah, so March 12th through 20th, everyone, please be looking in your mailboxes because you will receive the official Census Bureau mail with information on how to complete the census. And that will give you information with the phone number, how to reply by mail, or how to reply on the Internet. So be looking out for your on your mailboxes March 12th through 20th, and then April 1st is Census Day, official Census Day when we can all record our answers. So, por favor, acuérdense, hay tres maneras como pueden completar el census a través del internet, por teléfono o por el correo. Tenemos un número de teléfono para decirles a nuestros oyentes. So, the URL to respond online and the phone number will not be available until March 12th. Oh, so, perfect. we'd love to share those, but uh -huh. they, 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 they won't be disclosed by the feds until March 12th. Okay, okay. And let's say uh, if I want to help... Uh, how can we help uh, if someone is there and uh, is very committed with uh, the, the community to be counted? Is there a way that someone can help you? I would say, please, first, everybody self-respond. Respond by April 1st. Don't wait for someone to come knock on your door. And then second, we know through polling and we know through experience on the ground that the best trusted messengers in New Mexico are our own community members. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, tell everyone you know about the census. Don't assume everybody knows when and where the census is. So self-respond and then tell everyone you know. Okay. Yeah, and, and I would say tell everyone, if you're listening to this, tell everyone what we said and, and know that it is a safe thing to do and that there are people in your community who can help. The schools are well prepared to help people and to give more information about the census, uh, county and city governments, as well as nonprofits all across the state uh, that are actually working and living in those communities are really prepared to help as well. And, and you could all, I would encourage the listeners to go to icountnm.gov. That's icountnm.gov. That is the website set up by the State Complete Count Commission, information available in English and Spanish, and you will be able to, as and other languages as well that are spoken in New Mexico. Uh, and you will, on that website, you will find a, a list of the complete count committees that are here in New Mexico. So we, there's one, in, at least one in every county. Uh, we have them in cities. There are some that are, you know, affiliated with a school and nonprofits. And so find those complete count committees, get involved uh, in any way that you can. But really the most important thing is what Oriana and Amber already touched on. Tell your friends and neighbors, right? If you, When you're ready to fill out your census, let them know that it's coming. Let them know just how much is at stake. And if they need some help, also they can help, as I guess, especially the elders or especially with computers. Thanks so mm. much, uh, Amber Wallen, and for New Mexico Voices for Children for coming today, Oriana Sandoval from the Center for Civic Policy, and Robert Radigan from the New Mexico's Liaison to the U.S. Census Bureau. And thanks so much for the work you are doing. Thank you. Un placer. Thank you. Hey, you, please open the door. I can't wait anymore. My poor feet are aching Hey you I can see you light on I got something to write on 